Welcome to the Tech Inclusion Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Roy. At Tech Inclusion, we'll bring you the voices of leaders and change makers who drive diversity and inclusion innovation in the tech ecosystem and beyond. Tech Inclusion is a leading conference focusing on solutions to bring diversity and inclusion to the tech industry. You can find more at techinclusion.co. Do you want to help us build a more inclusive world? Follow the podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Nicole Lazaro, the head of Zero Design, to the show. I chat with Nicole about her journey to build a VR impact games company. Nicole also shares with us her takeaway from being a female game developer and entrepreneur in the tech industry. I'm Nicole Lazaro, and I'm the uh, head of Zero Design. And among other things, I'm known for designing the first iPhone game, as well as uh, running a, a company uh, where we've worked in games for really 25 years, working on games like Myst and The Sims and Diner Dash and Star Wars, and all about creating you know, more enjoyable play. And I've got our own game now, Tilt World. You know, basically, it plants trees. We do a lot of impact gaming. And our game, Tilt World, plants trees in Madagascar. So we have 16,000 trees we've planted and we're going to be planting a million by the year 2020. How does that work? So essentially the players' points in the game plant trees in the real world. So we have a partnership with We Forest to do the impact. We have another game in the works now called Follow the White Rabbit, which is a little different message. It's all about creating global empathy. And Follow the White Rabbit is really awesome because it's a game about a magician. It's in virtual reality. And this magician's been a charlatan like all his life until one day his magic actually works and poof, the rabbit disappears wearing a priceless diamond bracelet, you know, in the middle of performance, you know, apart from the audience. And so now everyone wants to follow the white rabbit. And if you think about what virtual reality is, it's really about this trip down the rabbit hole to experience Wonderland. And I grew up in Wonderland. I grew up riding camels, climbing pyramids, exploring fire temples, you know, and I want to go back and experience that same full body wonder I had as a kid and bring all my friends. And so that's what we're creating. We actually revisit all the places I was as a child. So we go from Paris to Egypt to the Great Wall of China, exploring these different escape rooms, if you will, trying to figure out how the rabbit got away yet another time. Wow, I have so many questions now. Who is the audience for the game? Yeah, so it's really a kids on up, so probably around 13 on up. And I like an adventure. A lot of the games that we've worked on in the past has a very mass market potential, which is why I love the fact that we're here at the Tech Inclusion Conference is because so much of my work is really designed to play to everybody, you know, male, female, young and old, and not just the, you know, really hardcore, hardcore gamers. I mean, I love those games too, but there are plenty of those games. And what we really need to do for VR to take off, to reach a mass market, is to have a multiple voices, lots of different types of creators, creating lots of different types of content, because there are lots of different types of players out there. It just makes economic sense. So when you say virtual reality, can you describe to us, for people who are listening, how can they like interact with the game? Do you download it from an Apple store? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, so for virtual reality, there are a number of different stores, depending on what hardware you buy. Virtual reality is kind of like a, a 3D movie, except you experience it by putting on a more robust pair of glasses, right, so that you can't see just the movie. And the, the really cool thing is that you can interact with it, either with a controller, or in my case, it's just gaze cursor I'm designing. I'm the lead engineer also on Follow the White Rabbit. And so you just, you know, sit in a swivel chair and you put this uh, set, it looks like ski goggles, really. And then you sit in a chair and you just go off and have this fun adventure, you know, with headphones. 
So it's a really fun way to pass the time and a little bit different because you really feel like you're there. As creators, we've always had a box with three crayons in it, a red, a green, a blue. Whether you're an animator or a filmmaker or a game developer, that's what you had in your toolbox. Well, now with virtual reality, you actually have like a 3D movie. You have depth, right? That Z-axis. And it's incorporating that Z-axis. is what really makes a VR game an awesome VR experience. So how did you start it? Like you created one of the first games for mobile app on iPhone. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I started... I have a degree from Stanford in cognitive psychology, so I you know, started there, also took filmmaking and some programming classes, and I put them all together. I worked on a lot of games, educational games, like Carmen Sandiego and like The Sims and Where's you know, uh, Rita Rabbit and that sort of thing, and then moved into more traditional games. But I always wanted to create my own experiences, and that's what I think is amazing, especially about games now, is that with Unity or Unreal, which is a game engine, you learn that, you partner with somebody who can do some art, you can actually create your own experiences in a hackathon. So, I mean, like, great example is how I designed the first iPhone game. The iPhone had come out a week before, so I show up at this place called iPhone Dev Camps. It was a hackathon. People were going to all get together in the same room, and we're going to make something on the iPhone. And so I show up. It's like a little bit like I'm practically the only woman there, a little nervous. And this is how I did it. I showed up. First of all, I showed up. I got there. That was a big thing. Had a ream of paper and a box of Sharpie markers, you know, under my arm and my laptop and my bag. And I said, okay, I only have to be here for five minutes. If I don't want it any longer than five minutes, I can go. All right, so five minutes was up. It's like, okay, I'll just stay here for an hour. And then by the two-hour mark, you know, I was kind of like, I had set up on a little table. I design games very differently, you know, because I've got the Sharpie marker and then these prototypes. These, the paper was flying everywhere. And then I was playtesting with folks. So lots of folks were coming around to see what we were doing. And then that's when Christopher Allen, one of the organizers, introduced me to Joe Hewitt who eventually did the Facebook app, the first Facebook app on the iPhone. And, you know, the rest is history. We made Tilt, which is just you rotate the phone to play. You know, match green one way and blue the other. million downloads, top hack of the iPhone on Wire Magazine. And all of that came from that decision to my friend Christopher saying, hey, come. And me saying, okay, five minutes. Okay, an hour. Okay, two hours. And then we just did it. So sticking with it. You are listening to Tech Inclusion Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Roy. And my guest today is Nicole Lazaro, the head of Zero Design. So, you know, there is lots of talk about women in gaming and then some of the hit that they, you know, they took. And I actually met last week a young gaming developer entrepreneur who said like she's not totally comfortable talking about what she does. So it seems like it wasn't really your experience. Well, what's amazing about, we were in the center of Gamergate, which was the online harassment of women in games. So what we learned is after reaching out to the captains of industry, the, the CEOs of all the major game companies, after reaching out to my contacts at the White House and hearing nothing, right? FBI, you know, hardly anything. We realized, we looked at each other and realized like, well, look, I mean, if the leaders aren't leading, you know, it's our watch. We got to do it. We got to learn this leadership thing. We got to learn it out. And so our takeaway really was a really simple three-step model, which I love to share. The first thing is, how do you lead from within, within a group and personally? The first one is you want to model leadership. So when something comes in, something goes down, it's ugly, milk is really spilled and it's bad. How do you model leadership? Because everybody that's watching is going, watch, how do you react? So you want to model leadership. Second thing you want to do is you want to provide opportunities. So opportunities to fix it opportunities to you know go and speak opportunities to try your game or pitch your game whatever or be a coder or be an artist and then the third one is to showcase results 
So we can see we're modeling leadership so that everybody sees, we're providing opportunities so people step up to the plate, and then we showcase the results so that everybody knows it's not just a hopeless cause, right? And that's the way that we spun ourselves out of Gamergate. That's how we survived as a community of several hundred women. You know, and Zoe's new book, Crash Overrides, is a great thing to read. Brianna Wu, one a good dear friend of mine, she's running for Congress in Boston. Kate Edwards really got us positioned, you know, with an article in the New York Times. Uh, she ran the uh, IDGA, she's head of the IDGA. So amazing women came up. And we're taking that forward with 21st century leadership ideas. So it's sort of a leadershipfordiversity.com. And on that website, we've actually collected from over 200 leaders in games and in tech best practices for promoting inclusion, for promoting these changes within organizations. So you can actually go there and get tips. We also have an enormous repository of references and research that you can actually read that we've collected as well. So we're you know, moving forward on that. Leadership is a real key personal and otherwise, because that's how we move forward. Nobody's going to come and save the princess in the castle, right? <laughs> but for these princesses, as it were, you know, all of us women need to save ourselves. So we're building our own companies. We're getting our own funding, right? That's the solution, too. We have leadership on one hand, and we have funding, access to funding, because if it's a diversely led, if it's an inclusively led organization that gets funded, they're going to lead inclusively. They are going to develop, you know, material that everything just gets better. Everybody sees those successes. More money goes to more diversely other companies that look like the company that succeeded. And that's how we all win. And I guess the last thing I'd like to say is that kind of like Wonder Woman, which I've seen six times in the theater, because I need to bake it into my brain, my lizard brain, that it's, you know, the image of a woman carrying a tank over her head. Just get that in there, that we can do this, right? We can do this just as good as anybody else. You know, women can. Is that the other end of the film, the beginning of the film, it's really my motto has always been just train harder. So it's, you know, I need to try and 10 times as hard as the person who is not as diverse as me, right? And I did this in martial arts. I actually won co-ed martial arts competitions doing this thing, is I would secretly do twice as many reps as they would do, as we would do in class. I would just secretly double that. I would be there four hours, eight hours, you know, on the mat practicing. I would then take it home and I would practice at home with leg weights in high-heeled boots. That's very impressive. But if you do that, I mean, we're all human beings. That's how human beings work. The more we train, the better we get. I also have a dozen amazing advisors, and these are really close friends of mine that have been there and done it, you know, male and female, young and old, you know, all different backgrounds. And I lightly touch them, you know, periodically as we're on this funding journey to help us get our, prepare our pitch materials, prepare the pitch, you know, what are these questions, work through the feedback we're getting. And that's all really helpful too. And I always reciprocate. I think that's important too, is that when there's an ask, I try and help as well. Well, apparently you have to go, so I'm gonna to have to let you go. I'd like to end in a quote, how's that? Yeah, so there's a wonderful quote by uh, Shirley Chesham. She's the first black woman congressman in the United States. And she says that, you know, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, take care. If you enjoy your podcast, visit techinclusion.co to listen to more leaders and entrepreneurs making a difference in building a more inclusive world. Join the movement by leaving a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your community. The more we can share these stories, the stronger is our impact. If you want to send us ideas of people to interview, you can reach me at juliet at changecatalyst.co. And if you want to discover other changemaker stories, Tune in to Be Your Change podcast, www.beyourchange.co slash podcast. Thank you for listening.